Hi, it's David Polo, and this is the Hot Button Number 125. CinemaCon's number one issue. It's super simple. Exhibition needs more movies in theatrical release. The cannons are on the battlefield, primed and ready, and they simply don't have the ammunition to win the war. I have a chart here that you would see if you were looking at the, at the actual newsletter. Uh, in 2022, we've had 158 releases. In 2019, the last year before COVID ate the world, 910. Not going to catch up with that. Obviously, 2022 is still short of a full four months. So breaking it down further with the details to which I have access, in 2019, there were 57 films by this calendar date that grossed over a million dollars. In 2022, there have been 41. In 2018, there were 57 titles that grossed at least 2.4 million by this date. In 2022, that number's 32 titles. In other words, the number of titles that can draw an audience, meant, you know, to be a bigger audience, that have been put into theaters compared to pre-COVID has been reduced by at least a third. This does not take shorter windows into account. Put aside the actual cash flow. It doesn't take into account that there's more content being produced right now than any time in the history of film and entertainment. Put aside the insanity of abandoning a cash machine for a bet on a future profitability. Put aside the studio-created headwind on every single film put into theatrical release, bringing in less revenue and headcount from Spider-Man and Batman on down. That is currently the unavoidable weather. Studios are saying to Exhibition, recover, we love you, keep your doors open, rent paid, staff engaged and paid for, play the films that we feel like putting in your theaters, generating cash revenue, and do it with shorter runs. With our marketing plans openly drawing people to wait and see films on television within weeks for free, or perceived free, and do all of that with one-third the amount of product to fill your movie houses. The resilience of exhibition has been quite remarkable. They figure out a way around shorter runs, they will, and around anti-theatrical marketing. An exhibition has been finding a way to survive in spite of ongoing shortened windows and the constant threat of day and date for more than two decades already. But there is no business that can survive without having enough merchandise to create enough revenue to keep the doors open in a room that was built for the exploitation of one-third more merchandise than is currently being made available. Not to put too cliche a point on it, but supply chain. Take one-third of the merchandise out of Walmart, any owls you want, high or low, and you'll see that Walmarts are closing or relocating to smaller spaces because overhead would pull them into the red. It won't show up next month when you see Doctor Strange get a big number, but Bob Chapek's current position on theatrical will deeply damage his own superstar Marvel and Star Wars brands, reducing them to television only within a few years by refusing to release, for instance, Pixar movies in the theaters and letting them run as they do really long. How is this, you ask? Well, I will tell you. The domestic box office for in-year releases in 2022 so far is $1.38 billion. Turning Red alone surely would have added more than 10% to that number, probably around 15%. Of the 15 shots at theatrical release that were not taken so far in 2022 compared to 2019 and before, how many hits were in there? One or two in the first four months of a year can make a mammoth difference. A wider and healthier ecosystem is what allows for the Batman and for Doctor Strange to have mega openings. We currently have just over 40,000 screens. But in this mega-only ecosystem where the middle class of movies is mostly eliminated, it obviously reduces down to 10,000 screens pretty quickly and figure an average of 250 seats at five screenings a day over an opening weekend. That could, in theory, selling every seat for just one film allow for a $375 million opening weekend 
which is almost exactly the current record opening of the Avengers Endgame. It is possible. But here's the problem. There were 10 other films in wide release when Endgame opened, taking up about half the screens in America. Many of those screens were not running a full schedule of four or five showings, making more room for Avengers showings. True. But still, say your blockbuster in the future has only 75% of every single screening in America. You're now, your top possible gross is only $281 million. Now take another 20% off of that, and I think it's very generous of seats not taken, even on the opening weekend, in these mega opening weekends. Top gross possible now, $224 million under Spider-Man No Way Home's opening, which is pretty remarkable, but still second best ever below that. Let's look down the road, couple weekends. Endgame was on over 3,000 screens for six weekends. Not so fast in the 10,000 screen domestic ecosystem. Where do you want to put Aladdin, Pokemon, and John Wick in those six weeks of 2010 as Endgame tries to go from 357 million to 826 million? Those smaller hits need enough screens to generate $400 million that they generated in May 2019, or they and their revenues, poof, just disappear. Moreover, the odds of Endgame getting to that $826 million in the month of May are diminished as well. Maybe something more like $600 million, $500 million, a lot less because of other films in competition. There, it's, there's not enough room for everybody on a 10,000 screen universe when you have these giant big footed hits. It's a death spiral. The market for theatrical gets smaller and smaller, prioritizing bigger movies, and all of a sudden it is a market owned almost exclusively by a dozen movies a year. And when one or two of them flop, there's even more pressure on everyone. Some smarties argue that distribution should own theaters. Genius! So the market you just destroyed for some notion that Spielberg said out loud 15 years ago is going to work out better for you than it did for ye oldie exhibitors of 2022? Why are people so unable to take an idea through the next few steps and find the cement wall that they're inevitably going to crash into? You know how after a mega movie, there's often no other mega movies clearing clear for a week or two? In the mega-only world, when those couple inevitable big flops happen each year, the entire market isn't going to just be dead for one weekend. But for three weekends, because there's nothing else there to make up any of the revenues. People are clearing out the space. And if that's what you want, great. Congratulations. This is where the industry is currently headed. Unless Netflix changed that somehow, which actually makes zero sense, logically, except for a general being a general cold bucket of water over the heads of many. The real wake-up call is not Netflix, but Disney. Chapek's mega-only theatrical angle in favor of building streaming at all costs has led to a stock market price just about where it was when Disney Plus was announced, much less acquired so many subs. Oh, such a buzzkill. The dump theatrical to streaming thing doesn't work well enough to make it a viable strategy. This is not to say that theatrical is the answer to everything. It is not. Not close. Theatrical is a business that is not tied to the hip of streaming for any logical reason. Streaming's goals are different than theatrical. Its economies of scale are different than theatrical. Streaming is a subscription business. Theatrical is an a la carte business. Yes, theatrical releases have a post-theatrical life. It used to be four or five windows deep. And those two now are being eroded and likely eliminated. It's theatrical to streaming to the end of time now. And what makes that theatrical money, which makes the theatrical money, all the more precious? Do the math, and don't forget the cannolis. Until tomorrow.